The Bible says to encourage one another and build one another up. That is why this podcast exists. Welcome to Real Life with Lynn, where you will find stories about applying scripture to life, whether it's over something big, small, or something in the gray area. I hope you will join me on the journey, find some encouragement in Jesus, and share it with someone you know. Hello, and welcome to episode four of Real Life with Lynn. And I am your host and speaker and person, um, Lynn. How are y'all doing today? To get started, I want to share a little bit about a short conversation I had with a coworker. We were talking about different pains in our joints. <laughs> and I know we're young, we're only in the vicinity of 30, but we're already experiencing some joint pain. We were discussing different knee problems. Now, if you know me, you know I do have a bum right knee. <laughs> and it's been that way for most of my life. Since I was about six or seven years old, I have had some form of issue with my right knee. I had my ACL repaired at a young age. Almost every day, my knee experiences some type of pain. And for a while as a teenager, I wasn't used to it. I would often limp, take Tylenol, ice, all kinds of things in order to manage the pain. When it comes to dealing with my knee pain every single day as an adult, it can be problematic because it does prevent me from doing certain things, but it also opens me up to new activities, new ways in which to spend my time. And I started to think about the way in which we approach emotional pain as Christians. Emotional pain is unseen pain. It's heartache over the loss of a loved one. It's a flat tire on a Monday morning and we're angry over that, which we all would be. Let's admit it. We would all be angry if we had a flat tire. We would experience much emotional pain from that. There are many different types of emotional pains that come with being a person, being a human being in this world. We experience emotional pain. I think on the whole, most churches and Christian culture in general approach pain from this place of hey, we're human, we're going to experience pain. Pain is a part of life. You have to learn to just live with it. You have to learn to live with a limp. You have to learn to live with that arthritis. You have to learn how to manage your eyes slowly deteriorating. You have to learn how to manage the pain after you've given birth to a child. You have to learn how to manage certain things. And I think the world teaches us that in general. The world teaches us to manage your pain, that the pain may experience healing, it may not, and that there aren't many options for healing. The immediate response is manage the symptoms, learn to live with it, and hope for the best. And on some level, that is a general principle that works. <laughs> Let's be honest, on some level, that is a general principle that does work. There are some ailments and some forms of pain in this life that are lifelong that will never go away. However, I don't believe that every bit of pain, emotional or physical, is meant to last forever on earth. I do believe that God desires to heal us from certain pains even before we get to heaven. I think sometimes we have this mentality and it's a good mentality to have, but it can also hurt us if we take it too far. We have this mentality of, well, all my pain will be gone in heaven, so I'll suffer through it now. I'll take my Tylenol now. I'll get my injections in my knee now. And then when I'm in heaven, everything will be fine. 
And that's a truth. That is very true. However, it becomes problematic when we take it so far as to put our heads in the sand and neglect to seek help when we really need it. I don't believe that God desires to only help us in eternity. I don't think God desires only to heal our broken hearts and our wounds and even some of our physical ailments when we're in heaven. And I think sometimes in Christian culture, we look at pain and suffering that way. Oh, well, heaven's coming. And again, it's valid. It's a valid way to look at things. But on its own, (laughs) is that a really healthy way to live and to approach pain and suffering, especially emotional pain as a Christian? If you think about it, the Bible actually does address emotional pain in multiple ways. Um, Anybody out there that's experiencing um, any form of depression, anxiety, mood swings, anything along the lines of emotional pain, which is a very vague term, please read the entire book of Psalms. (laughs) Please read them all and really think about this is... David walking through a roller coaster of emotions where in one chapter he's saying, God help me get out of this mess. And in the next chapter, he's thanking God for being God and being who he is and for delivering him. And it's this up and down topsy turvy. And it gives a very rich picture of the human emotional life. So if anyone out there is struggling with any form of those types of emotional pains, please read the Psalms. They will be super helpful to you. And some of the scriptures that I'm going to share today are actually from the Psalms. So the first one I want to share is one from Psalm 147 verse 3, which simply reads, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Now, I know it's a small verse and one verse could easily be taken out of context, but think about this verse on its own for just a second. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. If you know your proper English well enough, this sentence is written in the present. It's written for now. It's written for this moment. He heals, not he will heal. He binds up their wounds, not he will bind up their wounds in heaven. It reads in the present. And this is one of the many reasons why I don't believe that God will leave us without resources to walk through emotional pain in this life while we're on earth. And I don't believe that God intends for us to live in a deep cesspool of pain either. While it's true that pain and suffering are a part of the Christian life, I don't believe that God would have us live in this pain for the rest of our days. I just don't. And if you believe differently, I would love to talk to you about it. I would love to discuss that and hear your perspective and point of view because both point of views are valid and they have meaning for whoever has them. Now, the next verse is another one early in the Psalms. It's very similar to the previous one I read. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, 18. Have you ever felt crushed in spirit. I don't mean discouraged for 10 minutes over an F on a paper. I don't mean discouraged for five or 10 minutes when something doesn't go your way, but then you easily correct and you move on. I'm talking crushed by an unforeseen circumstance, crushed by a surprising death, crushed by the weight of unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart, weighed down by emotional pain. Have you ever felt that way? A lot of us have. I know I have. 
I know sometimes I still do, depending on the day. (laughs) But this verse is very hopeful for those of us who often feel crushed in spirit. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted right now. He saves those who are crushed in spirit now, today, in the present moment. He is our healer. He is our physician. This is who our God is. And the Psalms speak to that. And this is one of the reasons, again, why I can't live my life and say, God will never heal my emotional pain on this side of heaven because that's not my life story. My story is a never-ending cycle of God healing emotional pain that I carry, whether it's based in something that happened to me, whether it's based in a choice that I made, whatever it is, my life story is one of this constant cycle of God healing emotional pain. That doesn't mean I don't experience the consequences from my choices. It doesn't mean that I don't struggle and wrestle back and forth with it from time to time. But God does bring healing. And I believe that for me, and that's my story, and I certainly believe that for you. And I hope that that's the same for your story as well. Here's another verse from the Psalms that has brought much encouragement to me on those days when I'm not only crushed in spirit, I'm not only brokenhearted, but I actually sit and cry. Hear me when I say this. I completely understand what it's like when you just suddenly start feeling every emotion that you've felt in the last year all at the same time and you just sit and you cry and you ugly cry to the point your eyes are puffy and you're blowing snot out of your nose and you're almost hyperventilating and can't catch your breath because you're crying so much. Here's a verse for those moments. Psalm 56 verse 8. You have taken account of my miseries. Put my tears in your bottle. Now at first glance it kind of seems like what the heck? What does that even mean? This verse speaks to the care and concern and knowledge that God has of our miseries on this earth. He knows the number of hairs on our head, obviously, but he also knows the number of tears that we have shed over the things that feel awful. God sees us when we are crushed, when we are brokenhearted, when we are crying our eyes out in our bed at night. God sees it. God knows how many tears we've cried over these things. So with these verses in mind, with thinking about physical pain versus emotional pain, at the beginning of this podcast, I shared a conversation I was having with a friend and how I said that I was used to living with knee pain. Later on, I thought about the the term acceptable pain. Acceptable pain, which is the title of this podcast episode... It probably seems weird, but it's what I've been using in my head lately to describe the type of pain that I hold on to because I'm either afraid to let it go, or I don't know how to live without it, or I'm not seeking the proper avenues of help to work through it. So particular situations in my life, whether someone else has hurt me or broken trust or whether I've hurt somebody else, it all kind of ends up coming to this point of I blame myself. I beat myself up with it. I use it to stay in my pain. I use it to try to learn how to live with the pain. And sometimes I say things to myself such as, well, in this life, we're just going to experience pain. This pain is me reaping what I've sown. It's the natural consequence of the choices I've made. And I don't need to let go of this particular pain. I don't need to let go of my unforgiveness and bitterness. I don't need to let go of my anger because I deserve to feel this way. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. Sometimes we say that to ourselves, don't we? I'm going to hold on to my anger because, hey, you know what? The pain it's bringing me, I deserve to feel this way because I'm angry. 
or unforgiveness. I, I deserve to hold on to that unforgiveness against somebody else because they hurt me. God is near to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. He binds up their wounds. And this is present tense scripture calling out to us, reminding us that just because the culture around us teaches us that we have to live with our suffering doesn't mean that we can't cry out to God and ask him for help and for healing. It doesn't mean that we can't seek a counselor to help us verbally process and navigate through it. And it sure doesn't mean that we need to hold on to our anger or our unforgiveness or our grief because we somehow brought it upon ourselves and we're just reaping what we sow. And that's in scripture too, right? Well, here's another verse for you. It's from James chapter four, verse 17. And this verse puts this idea into perspective for me. For the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him, it is sin. Let me read that one more time for the people in the back. For the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him, it is sin. James 4, 17. So think about this for a minute. If I'm having knee problems to the point where I can't walk, where I can't get up the stairs into my apartment, when I reach that place in my life, I have options. I have two options. I can either live with the pain and continue on as I have been with excruciating pain going up and down the stairs, not being able to make it, limping around, constantly having to manage it with either pills or ice packs or knee compression braces or something like that. I can do that or I can seek a doctor. I can go to an orthopedic doctor and talk to them about the symptoms I'm experiencing, talk to them about my knee history and ask them what to do. When we're in physical pain, it's often very clear what our options are. But when we're in emotional pain, is it always clear to us what we should do? If I'm grieving the loss of a loved one, I have options. I can wallow in that grief. I can take three weeks off of work. I can sit and cry every day. I can get depressed. I can emotionally eat and gain 20 pounds. Or I can seek the help that I need to navigate my way through it. I can go to a counselor or a trusted church leader or even a trusted friend And I can verbally process that and navigate my way through it with help so that I can learn how to not only live with this pain, but how to live beyond it, how to live above it. You see, because the pain of grief never fully goes away, does it? So I'm not sitting here telling you that, oh, well, God intends to heal you from all pain now. No, I would never tell you that God will heal all of your emotional pain. And I will never tell you that God won't either. What I will tell you is that God is there. And that sometimes in our lives, there are certain acceptable pains that we hold on to, that we take care of, that we feed with our own anger and unforgiveness to the point that we learn to live in that kind of pain and chaos in our minds. And sometimes it can get so bad that we forget how to laugh, (laughs) how to joke, how to make a pun, how to hang out with our friends. We We pull away from them and we pull away from God and we forget what it's like to live not being in this kind of pain. If you're listening right now and you're struggling with some form of pain, whether it be emotional, physical, whatever the case may be, if you're struggling with a particular pain and you know what the right thing is to do, whatever that right thing is, again, the verse reads, the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it for him, it is sin. 
The implication being that this verse is a little subjective where the person reading it, if I'm reading that verse and I'm immediately convicted about not going to the knee doctor when I should, then I should probably be going to the knee doctor when I should, right? And if you're hearing that and you're hearing this podcast and you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're thinking about a particular pain in your life right now that you're holding on to and that you know what the right thing that you need to do is, whether that means seeking help, whether that means journaling, whether that means looking up verses, whether that means talking to a friend, whatever that right thing is, the next right thing for you is, I encourage you to do it. Thank you for listening. I truly hope you were able to find a nugget of encouragement or wisdom for your life today. I would love to hear what God is teaching you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or the website. Don't forget, share what you learned today with someone you know. And also be encouraged. You're not alone on this crazy, curvy, and sometimes bumpy road I like to call real life.